The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery podcast. We're glad you're with us today. I'm Reverend Dan Beckett here with co-host Reverend Michelle Vargas. Together, we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your own recovery journey. We're basically a couple of recovery nerds and ordained unity ministers sharing our experience, strength, and hope on this spiritual journey of addiction recovery. We hope that something you hear today will be helpful to you on your own recovery journey. We invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Just send an email to spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. And Facebook users, you can message us from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page, which can be found at patreon.com slash spiritofrecovery. Today's episode is simply titled Gratitude. Uh, We were talking earlier and uh, recalling how much of our 12-step experience has gratitude at the center of it and thought we could probably have a discussion for quite a while only about gratitude. So today we're going to share our experience, strength, and hope on what we're calling the practice of gratitude. Yes, it's a great topic, and I'm grateful for this topic of gratitude today. (laughs) Um, gratitude is a really powerful tool that we use to shift our consciousness. That's the first thing I want to say about it. You know, in unity, we are all about, um, working through life from the inside out. So if we want to change what's happening in our life, what we are seeing on the outside, we work on changing the inside. So I think gratitude is one of the best examples of this. And it's very, um, well, maybe not easy, but simple, very simple and works very, very quickly. It's probably one of the best ways for you to test out unity's which consciousness creates our experience of reality, right? So I have to admit straight up, I'm a complainer. Oh. I always have been. It's not that I'm an unhappy person. It's just a, a, bad habit I learned at a really young age Um, to just to complain about things. Um, 
I, I don't know. Maybe I learned it from my family. I'm not sure. Maybe it's just something that's in me. And it doesn't, like I say, it doesn't always mean that I'm unhappy with something. It's, it's just a habit, you know, like, like just pointing out what's going wrong in every situation. It's just a bad, bad habit. Gratitude is the antidote to that really bad habit. Because, you know, in unity, we teach that what we look for, we will find, right? So if I'm complaining and looking for everything that is wrong, I will absolutely find it. Because there's everything is out there, right? Everything good, everything bad, everything in between, it's all out there. And where we choose to place our focus is the experience of life that we're going to have. So, so taking that bad habit of complaining and inoculating it with a practice of gratitude can just be very um, consciousness shifting. You know, we can be grateful for the simplest things. In fact, sometimes I find the simple things to be more easy to be grateful for. And as we begin to look around and just find very simple things to be grateful for, it just changes our whole, our outlook, our consciousness, our way of seeing things, and can literally take a bad day and and turn it around, don't you think? I do. And I'm reminded of that idea that I heard. I think I heard it in the the rooms uh, of 12-step recovery, which is that I I can start my day over anytime I want to. And I think gratitude is at the very core of of that ability that I I know I have. I don't always choose it because I I also um, am quite adept at noticing and talking about what I don't like about what's going on. I can certainly uh, complain with the best of them. I try not to make it a habit, but um, the practice of gratitude, and I do think of it, it is a spiritual practice. I mean, it's something that if I wanted to, I could, you know, formalize it and make a, a habit. And every morning when I get up, I'm going to sit and I'm going to think of or write down or speak out loud, you know, five things, 10 things, whatever. Uh, that I'm grateful for and the same in the evening. And I know that just that, if that's the only spiritual practice I had will, will change my life. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely a powerful thing. What comes to mind first when I think about it is um, an early sponsor for me, if I was complaining, having a hard time feeling down or whatever would say, um, I want you to hang up the phone and get out a piece of paper and a pencil and write a list of 30 things that you're grateful for and then call Mm -hmm. me back. Mm -hmm. So I would hang up the phone and think, you know, it was hard at first. If I'm in that space, (laughs) everything sucks, you know, nothing to be grateful for. But as you mentioned, the, the, the entree for me is the little things. Yes. Like, oh, I, I'm wearing this pair of jeans today that I love. They're super yes. comfortable and look, and they, I love the color. And it's not, they're not all exactly the same color. Their parts a little lighter, a little dark. You know, if I look at them, I could really get into the fabric in these wonderfully comfortable 
cotton <laughs> denim pants. So just, you know, my jeans, I could write down. On the, and then I go from there, you know, yeah. what, look around the room. Oh, I really like that painting or I'm looking at a guitar. I love that guitar. Mm -hmm. So I'd write my 30 things and I call him back and, and tell him, okay. Like, I didn't know if he's going to ask me to read them or whatever. Uh, he didn't. What he said was, okay, now make it a hundred. And then hung up the phone. Darn sponsors. Like, oh my gosh. But I could do it. You know, it's yeah. almost like once, once, once you get going, I was able to write three things. 10 was easy. If I could write 10, 30 was easy. When I wrote 30, a hundred, I yeah. could have gone on and on. Yeah. Totally changes my mood, yeah, my attitude and my perspective. It, it truly is a powerful practice and it's so simple yes yeah you know um i think that americans can really especially use this practice you know as, as a as a people we tend to be a little whiny about things that um you know like our worst day is better than the best day in a lot of other parts of the world and so it's not to downplay the things that are going on in our own lives or the struggles and challenges that we have these things can coexist but um americans need to get out more really you know we need to get out and travel and see what the rest of the world is like um as a young person i lived for two years in mexico and the experience of living in um, a third world country drastically changed the way i see everything um the things that we take for granted, just totally take for granted, are things that there are literally billions of people on this planet that don't have those simple things. Billions of people who would gladly take any of the things that we take for granted on a daily basis. You know, I love those memes that come around sometimes, especially at Thanksgiving, that, you know, if you have a roof over your head, if you have clean water, you know, you have food on your table, a handful of friends and loved ones, you are blessed beyond measure. You know, there's something like, I don't know, a third of the world's population doesn't have access to clean water, you know. So just becoming a little, just broadening our perspective and becoming a little more cognizant of how incredibly fortunate we really are and how much we just take for granted on a daily basis can really change our our outlook about being sort of whiny you know first world problem kind of folks you know mm. so that's an important thing and um you know i love that idea of practicing just looking around and finding things to be grateful for because the things that we take for granted and don't even, we're not even aware of. So it becomes a mindfulness practice, right? Like we can go through our day just, you know, yeah, I have a refrigerator that keeps my food cold and a faucet that turns on clean, drinkable running water anytime I want. And yeah. I have a warm bed and I have a car that starts up when I turn it on. And, you know, we can just like breeze through our day and not see any of those things, or we can become mindful and we can see all of those things it's like who said was it einstein that either everything is a miracle or nothing is a miracle right. you know what i mean and i choose yeah. to believe that everything is a miracle and that doesn't mean that i practice it all the time but it's we can learn to become more mindful 
of what we actually do have, you know, that we are so incredibly fortunate to have. And um, as we become grateful for those things, our whole outlook on life changes, you know, and again, it's not to downplay. It's not to say that just because we have clean water and a roof over our heads that we don't have real problems because we do. And the two things can coexist. We can both be aware of and, you know, and kind to ourselves and others about the real struggles at the same time that we are aware of how fortunate we are. Yeah, you called it first world problems, but still that doesn't mean that we don't suffer and feel pain and, hey, end up doing things like drinking ourselves into the hospital, for example. I I happen to have that personal, that experience personally. You know, um, the, the the next thing that comes up when I think about gratitude in terms of recovery is this experience that I've had many times, especially early on, earlier on in recovery, where, you know, how you'll go to a meeting and depending on the format for the meeting, um, the the chair might ask the group, does anyone have a topic? That's what we used to do a lot at my mm-hmm. home group. And then the chair always had a topic just in case. Mm-hmm. But the fallback, the default, if no one had anything pressing, was let's talk about gratitude. And I remember me and every oh, a bunch of other people was like, oh. Groaning. <laughs> do we have not to? another, you know, we started complaining, like, not another gratitude me but but we would have the meeting focused on gratitude the first person yeah. would share for a minute or two or whatever next 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 and i would always walk out of there feeling great yeah like just feeling so great and literally yeah. i watched it happen my own bad attitude about yeah oh do we have to have another gratitude meeting i'm so sick of gratitude meetings uh to just have that completely disappear and mm-hmm. walk out you know, feel like I'm walking on air. Life is good. I love my recovery co-travelers. You know, everything is wonderful. And it's <laughs> always a good topic, always a good topic, even though I have had that complainy experience yeah. and complainy reaction to it. And about that, I want to say, I know that we have to tell our story. Yes, We have to express what's going on and it might show up as complaining and it might be complaining mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I know for me, as long as I don't stay there, if that, if that is step one on a, in a healing process, I have, I need to tell my story. I might say to my spouse, you know, something's really bugging me. I need to, I need to tell my story and I'll just bitch and complain about whatever it is. And that, actually serves my growth and healing as long as I can move out of that space. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Move out of that space and then talk about how I feel. You know, yes. now I can get in touch with how I'm feeling about it. It's another thing that I learned and took me. I was in that camp that, you know, if you asked me how I feel, I would say I I I feel like they're a big jerk. You know. No, yeah. they say, that's, that's not, not a feeling. feeling. <laughs> How do you feel? I feel like they shouldn't have said that. Yeah. You know? And then I had to get the colored yes. ocean wheel, which I'm looking at right now. Oh, really? I, uh, These are your choices. You got like five but, choices, right? Sometimes I will, if I'm feeling like I'm struggling in my in my day, I'll go up to that thing and take some push pins and say, okay, 
I'm going to, I'm going to, on this colorful, I'm going to find where I am. I, oh, overwhelmed. Yeah, I do feel overwhelmed. You know, I feel um, afraid. Oh yeah, I do feel it. And then just name it. But anyway, so what we're calling complaining is a necessary step as long as it's the first step on it, on a healing path, because we, we can get it out, you know, to a, to a, a listening ear and then move on from there and say, well, I'm really feeling like this. And then in can transition into a gratitude practice, but only after we've been able to tell the story. You can, you know, you could spiritual bypass by thinking or saying or trying, well, I'm just going to jump into everything's so great in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man, if I'm feeling down and bad and angry or whatever, and I can't tell my story, I will forever be stuck there, no right. matter how grateful I pretend to be. Yeah. But if I can tell my story, acknowledge how I feel, and then move into gratitude is like the perfect yes. support. For, in, in my experience, it has been. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Yeah, I love that we're making that distinction that gratitude is not the big eraser that erases all of our problems. And you and I both concur that we don't want to practice spiritual bypassing. We are not saying because you have these things, you don't get to complain about the very real problems you have in your life or the very real traumas or pain or whatever grief, whatever it is that you're going through. We're certainly not I am not a proponent of, um, you know, erasing that stuff or minimizing it. We don't ever want to minimize our feelings or our experience. We want to have deep compassion for ourselves and others. Um, and we want to be real about the, I mean, the thing is, is it's like so many spiritual concepts. It's both and, yeah. you know, yes, we have incredible pain. Just being a human being has its pain it's suffering, it's challenges, it's devastations, it's grief. Um, gratitude doesn't erase those things. Gratitude balances those things out and helps us maintain perspective so that we aren't consumed by those things. So yes, I'm in, I, you know, I could say to myself, yes, I'm in pain about this thing today, whatever, this is what's happening for me. Like you said, this is what I'm feeling and honor that in myself. And not fall into a black hole by also saying, and yet look at these things that I have to be grateful for. So it's not about one canceling out the other. It's about bringing perspective and bringing balance to our viewpoint so that we can, you know, the gratitude helps us to bear the other things because we realize that it, life is not all one or the other. Life is a mixed bag. Um, it's, you know, our depression and our alcoholism or whatever, our addiction issue that can tend to unbalance things and make us think that everything is bad. 
you know, we can just kind of go down that hole that into the abyss of like, everything has just gone to hell and it just sucks. And, you know, that's where gratitude can pull us out of that hole and say, yes, and look for, look at these things that there are to be grateful for. So, um, and of course, you know, as unity teaches, ultimately what we focus on is what is the greater experience we're going to have, you know? So after we've acknowledged and honored our feelings and worked through them, then we want to shift our focus to what's good in life. And the truth is, is like I said, whatever we look for, we will find because there is all of it. All of it exists. And I don't want to spend my life focusing on what's bad and miserable, you know? So, um, I want to have those feelings, honor them, work through them, and at the same time, continually shift my focus to all that is good, because those are the things that I want to see expand. Those are the things that I want to see increase, you know, and I know that by putting my attention on it, it is what will expand and increase. So I think that's a wonderful distinction that we're making. It is a great reminder to that law of mind actions, what you're talking about. It basically means Whatever I focused on, I will get more of. Yes. And we still need to have our experiences acknowledge uh, difficult situations, painful emotions, difficult relationships, whatever it might be, uh, and move through that. Like you said, kind of experience it, embrace it, even own it, and then move through it. And remember, it's not all just this. There's so much more going on another thing uh, a sponsor had had said to me that was super helpful especially during times if i was feeling particularly fearful he would ask do you have everything you need right now in this moment and i always did always did and so i that 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 question would sort of give my mind something else to consider you know, literally, it's a question. I want to answer it. Do I have everything I need to sort of look around the surroundings? I'm sitting at the kitchen table or wherever I am. Do I have everything I need? It's like, yeah. I mean, if it's cold outside, I'm warm because I'm inside. If it's raining, I'm dry. If it's hot, I'm I'm cool because we have air conditioning. I, You know, yeah, I have everything I need. Hungry, like you said, there's a fridge. I can open it up and maybe it doesn't have my favorite thing in it that I want right now, but it has plenty of But that's what Mexican restaurants are for. Exactly right. Tacos to the (laughs) rescue every single time it works. Do I have everything I need right now in this moment? And the answer is I do. And and that sort of took the, the edge off of my fear and concern and opened the door for gratitude about the fact that I do have everything mm-hmm. I need right here in this moment. Get out of the future, which is where my head is when I'm afraid, is in the future. I'm afraid of something that's going to happen that hasn't happened. Let me come back to right here and right now. Do I have everything I need? Yes, I do. How awesome is that? That's yeah. very awesome. I'm really grateful that I have. Look around the room. Uh, a refrigerator with food in it. Uh, this comfortable chair that I'm sitting in. This friend who cares enough about me to ask me this question, who I care about. And and another thing I love about this question is that same person, when they were having a hard time, later, I was able to ask them the same question mm-hmm. and said, I even said to my friend Dean, said, well, uh, 
Dean, a, a wise sponsor of mine once asked me, and then I would say back to him exactly what he said to me. He'd be like, oh, yeah. You know, it, if, if, it, if it worked for me, it worked for him. We remind each other as we go. That's mm -hmm. another thing to be grateful for, mm -hmm. all the fellow travelers. When I'm down, there's somebody who uh, can assist me through that moment. When, when someone else is down, I can be the one who can offer uh, attention, love, and assistance. Pretty awesome. Yeah, I want to just say one other thing about this topic of gratitude and how it relates to um, unity prosperity principles. You know, we obviously we teach prosperity in unity. We teach that, you know, prosperity and abundance is our natural state of things. And yet there can be a misuse of that and there can be a tendency to mean to think that that always means more of something, right? Yes. And we think that we've shifted out of it because instead of talking about more money, now we're talking about more joy, more love, more hope, more peace, more, but we're still talking about more. And as you know, I, I've shared with you that I've been deeply influenced by Lynn Twist's books, The Soul of Money. Yeah. Um, and the reason that book was so... Um, so impactful on me is because it taught me the concept of enough. So enough is this idea that without changing what I have, I can look around at what I have in my life, both material things and non-material things, and I can see it as sufficient, as enough, that there's nothing that I need more of Right now, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to ever work for more of things, but it's to cut that addiction that we have in our culture from always thinking that we need more, 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 more. And Lynn Twist in her book, The Soul of Money, talks about that, um, you know, two of the lies that our culture is largely based on is that there's never enough and that more is better. And that keeps yeah. us in that this constant state of striving for more. And I think that that can happen even with spiritual principles. You know, what if I don't need more love, more friendship, more joy? What if what I have right now is enough? And the, the, the thing about it is that when we look around and see what we have and take stock of it and declare that it is enough, that is when we are capable of attracting more. But if we're yeah. coming at it from a place of, I want more, more love, more friendship, more joy, more whatever, that's a lack mentality. Because it if is. I want more, it's because I'm saying I don't have enough. And gratitude is the key, I think, yes. to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. That in order to get out of that, I need more way of thinking, which I agree is based on lack, we can use a simple, I mean, simple, simple gratitude practice to look around, put voice to what. I have acknowledged that all is well. This is enough. And well, yeah, I mean, that was my whole deal with uh, alcohol. If one's good, two's better. Yeah, right. You know, more is almost a definition of addiction. If what I need is always more. Yeah, the thing that, uh, the thing about Lynn Twist's concept of enough is that when we declare that we have enough, what we do is we begin to see 
um, prosperity and abundance and riches and resources that we weren't seeing before because we were so focused on thinking we needed more. I think she calls it like leveraging our resources. So, and she's actually gone into like third world countries and worked with people to begin with this concept of enoughness to begin to discover resources and things that they had available to them that they weren't leveraging. And so we can do that in our own lives too. When we declare that what we have is enough, we begin to see sufficiency where before we saw lack. So yeah. I was telling you, I got this little um, little sign at a um, bingo night the other night at church, and it says, gratitude turns what I have into enough. Yeah, that's a great summary of the of the book in a way. Yes. Yeah, and what we are talking about, The Soul of Money is the name of the book by Lynn Twist, and it is wonderful. And amazing. Yeah, it's used in a lot of Unity Prosperity courses now. In addition to classical unity prosperity texts, it's sort of um, it's sort of a way of making sure that we don't go off on that tangent of more, 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 more. The right. prosperity doesn't mean more. Prosperity means a, con a, 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 a consciousness of abundance. It doesn't mean that we have to do anything or get anything else. It means what is right here, right now, right. is sufficient, is prosperity, whole, is abundance. I am whole and complete. Yeah. That's prosperity. Well, so you're right. Gratitude is the key. Yes, yeah. I agree. It's time to shift gears and move into what we like to call recovery in a nutshell when we try to summarize the pieces of all we have discussed and what we have found most helpful on our own recovery journey. So, Reverend Michelle, if someone came to you, maybe they're early in recovery and they they say, I keep hearing about this whole gratitude thing. How is gratitude going to help me in my recovery? Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of gratitude as a mindfulness practice. And you and I are always proponents of any kind of contemplative or mindfulness practice that people can do. It doesn't have to be complicated. doesn't have to be hours and hours. It could be five minutes of just sitting quietly on your couch and trying to enumerate in your mind things that you're grateful for. Like you said, I'm grateful for this comfy outfit I'm wearing. I'm grateful yeah. for this um, comfortable couch that I have. I'm grateful for a sunny day. I'm grateful for my cat sitting purring on my lap. Um, just it's a mindfulness practice. It's making ourselves aware of things that we don't see every day because they're always there and we take them for granted. As we begin to become aware of those things and literally list them to ourselves in our minds, um, that's how that gratitude, that consciousness of enoughness and sufficiency and prosperity can begin to emerge in us. So I would say start with that. Just start with five minutes of just sitting quietly and thinking about being grateful for the things that you take for granted every day. Again, never with the point of bypassing very real challenges right. and pain and grief and things, but as a, as a way of balancing those experiences yeah i'm with you on that and i think my response would be largely similar it would be to look at gratitude as a practice it could be maybe um whenever it occurs to you during the day um either take out a piece of paper or enumerate in your mind or whatever is handy you know three or five things that you're grateful for just look around maybe make it a morning practice and an mm -hmm. evening practice but mm -hmm. the point is look at it as a contemplative practice 
a mindfulness practice mm. and keep returning to it and then just notice what happens. It can be that simple. But yes, mm -hmm. I don't say, why am I so upset? Look at all the great things I have. That's yeah, no, bypassing that's the reality yep. of my inner experience. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I can get to the gratitude part, but first, as we talked about, I have to process the reality of my experience. Yes. Well, we have an affirmation for you today to help you to anchor this concept in your mind. And our affirmation today is this. I'm grateful for all the good in my life. And I know that when I look for it, I always find it. Yeah, I am grateful for all the good in my life. And I know that when I look for it, I always find it. Well, it's happened again. You've given yourself the gift of another episode of Spirit of Recovery, and we are, what? Grateful, grateful. for you, <laughs> our listener. We hope that you found something in all of our carrying on today that you find genuinely helpful in your own path. We bless you wherever you are on your recovery journey. Yes, we do. And as always, we invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. You can find us on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery, or you can email us at spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page. That's at patreon.com slash spirit of recovery. We're so glad that you joined us today and we hope you will join us again. And until then, don't drink like my co-host. And whatever you do, don't drink like my co-host. Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week. We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Dendy-Smith, and Meredith Tollison. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.